out of here. This is a monster. Everything you need is right here. Hi, Tony Horton. Hello, Stephanie Saunders. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad. I'm good. Um, Keith, how many people in the chat? Four. Four. <laughs> All right. Well, that means there's six of us. Awesome. All right. You got, you got all kinds of sources. I know. Of well, now, now we've got special, now we've got intro special next. questions on a clipboard. It's all Hi. Different. So um, today we're going to talk about a special topic as Ooh. chosen by Mr. Tony Horton. I chose a topic and I like it. Here it is. It's called the bigger picture. The bigger picture. Should I say it like that? The bigger picture. Or you could you could abbreviate that to the big. The big picture. The big. No, just, or just the, big. the big. Or pretty soon it just becomes. Or Tell us about the bigger picture, Tony Horton. Well, you know, we've been doing these chats for a couple of years. And originally, we just did them uh, via the phone back at my apartment. Yes. Right? Way back. And I'd sit there, and what? there'd be a thing, and Wait, I'd be typing. Wait, when you actually lived in an apartment? Horrible. Horrible, horrible. I, didn't, I couldn't type. I type like nine words a minute. Oh, I'm sorry, nine minutes a day. And then, uh, then we got a whole little system where we got somebody on the phone. They were typing at Beachbody, and then I, you know, moved to my house and uh, got a little bit more elaborate. We actually had the crew come over and shoot them live. Now we're here at Beachbody doing them, and uh, and the themes have always been, you know, uh, you guys ask me a question and I disseminate information in such a way so that when you leave this chat, there are light bulbs literally exploding over your head. So you got a broom and a dustpan, and you got to clean up the glass from the exploding aha moments. You know, when we ask questions about how to shape my calves and how much protein to carb and fat ratio, and, and I thought I would step way back. It's like Freddie Mercury all of a sudden. Come on, flat top! <clears throat> anyway. Oh, say, can you? Anyway, um, where was I? Stepping way the back. The big. <laughs> 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 and so, what is the big picture? What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Well, here's what I'm talking about. You have so many hundreds of thousands, even millions of people who've been through one Beach Body product after another, and typically prior to the pro using of the product and drinking of the Shakeology, people had limited information. Yes. They were living a life with limited information. And so they were just getting by. All right, now you think about how long, if we're absolutely on top of our game, you know, we'll live into our mid-70s or mid-80s. And hopefully we'll live longer if we do everything right. But most people crap out, really. I mean, like, you know, dearly beloved, we've gathered today, mm -hmm. right? But you know, it starts happening in your 50s, and as I know there's a lot of people looking in who are probably in their 40s and 50s. And so the goal here is, here's the goal, to consuming more information in regards to what you should put in your mouth and how you should move. And the goal is to use those two things as a means to be happy. Happy. Happiness. Because what is happiness? Happiness is having more energy or less. Mm -hmm. Right? More. more. Happiness is sleeping better or poorly. Better. Uh, having good relationships or lousy ones. Mm, good. Sitting on the couch or having more adventure. Having more adventure. You know, these are all rhetorical questions. We know the answer to these things. But here's the thing. If you don't eat right, 
and you don't exercise. And this, this goes above and beyond your level of ed education. There are people who are very wealthy and very miserable. There are people who are below the poverty line, obviously, who are very happy. And so the equation really comes down to a couple of things. You know, I mean, patience is nice to have, uh, altruism is good, um, um, you know, not being attached to the outcome, enjoying the journey. You know, these are all themes that you've heard me talk about before. But to get there more easily, to spend more time in that place of joy and happiness and enthusiasm and sense of adventure and bliss and being in the moment and not being attached to the outcome, the best way to get there is through making daily choices. And so, you know, if you're focusing on, and you know, you heard me say this a million times, if you're focusing on how you would hope to look in the future based on what you're doing now, to me, that just bums me out. <laughs> bums me out because I would only hope that if I'm working really hard that something's going to change for me aesthetically. You know, something's going to, and that's ego, that's all driven by your ego, and your ego is a mean and cruel and deceptive little freak that lives inside of your head and he or she does not bring joy and happiness to your life. Typically what he brings is frustration, depression, fear. and manipulation, fear, all these, all these things, right? So. The big picture is about this. You know, and I've, of course, like I, I know I sound like a broken record, but I really want this to be the theme today. Uh, and this is the basis of my, I'm writing a book. I'm writing a brand new book, and this is what the new wow. book is gonna be about. So uh, you're gonna get a preview of what that's all about. So what we're trying to say in the book is, if you're overweight, you're overwhelmed. If you're eating poorly, you're gonna sleep like crap, have a lousy, uh, have a lousy sex life, and, um, and not have a sense of adventure and enthusiasm and excitement and energy and, and be able to kind of kick butt. So if you look at the hundreds of thousands of people who've been through one of our programs and you look at the kind of person they were initially and the kind of person that they were afterward. Now, you know, what's the list? I, I, you know, Richard Neal's the first guy that comes to, to mind. He weighed over 400 pounds. And he was a guy that when you see his interviews, uh, when he explains about how that felt to be in that 400 pounds, how miserable he was, how unhappy he was. And he was kind of, he seemed like a happy-go-lucky guy. I mean, he seemed like a guy, he had a great smile, he had a great kind of sense of humor. And, um, but he was hiding behind a bunch of stuff, you know, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally. And now, now look at the guy who he is now. Now he's an authentic man. Hmm. Before he was a bullshit man. Oops, oh, my first. Oops, oops. Uh, beep, did you beep that out, Keith? No. No, bummer. Oops. So there we go. We just lost half our audience. But for the rest of you who don't really care about the simple things like that, he was living a life that was a lie to a certain degree. And if Richard, if you're looking in, not a bad thing, dude. You were doing the best you could based on what you had. But now he's living an authentic life. He's living a life that is real, that feels good, that brings joy. And, and here's, where, here's where I'm going to switch gears. Right? Here's the next gear. It's not about him anymore. Because when you're in trouble and you're unhappy and you're doing all the wrong things with the hope that you're going to look better in the future, it's all about me. Me, 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 me. I'm unhappy. I'm sad. I don't sleep well. My sex drive stinks. Uh, my immune system is crap. I'm always sick. I'm always sad. I'm always depressed, right? So it's really hard when you're not eating right and you're not exercising to be a rock star, to be happy, to be altruistic, to, to have energy, to start focusing on something outside of yourself, right? Yes. Right? But 
the very first day, day number one, I don't care if it's Insanity or if, or if it's Turbo Fire or it's P90X2, the first day you start making better food choices and you start moving, you're beginning to go to that next gear. And the next gear is, oh, I feel better now. I have a purpose now. I've got some willpower now. I've got some determination here to do something that is a whole lot better than where I was. And so where I was sucked. Where I'm going is going to rock. But what I've accomplished has happened today. And, and you know, when you get 30, 60, 90 days under your belt and 120 and 240 and beyond, um, it's no longer this conundrum. It's no longer this puzzle. It's no longer this enigma. It is who you are. You're a brand new person with all kinds of authenticity, all kinds of energy, all kinds of enthusiasm. And so the next gear is, is your impact on your, the people around you, the people in your family and the people at work. And maybe it's your cousins and your aunts and your uncles, right? Because they have seen you a certain way for a long time. And what they've seen, and maybe they're like that as well. Maybe some of the folks in your family and people at work are fit. Maybe they're healthy. Maybe they're not. But all of them, regardless of what they were, overweight, overwhelmed, super fit, or whatever, they have seen you in this place where you know you weren't happy and you know you weren't, you weren't really being the person you want to be. You weren't that authentic person, uh, the high-quality, live-in-large kind of person you wanted to be. And so they've seen this shift. And so you know what most of them do? Most of them sit around and they wait, not, not on purpose, but they're waiting for your demise, <laughs> yep. right? They're waiting for you to go back to the person that you were for years and years and years. Because this new person, you've only been that person for maybe three months or six months or a year, but most people fall back, you know? So, so your job is now that you've lost the weight and you feel good and you're happy and you're doing cool stuff. Um, your job now, and, and this, is, this is huge, because when it's no longer, when the onus isn't on you, and now it's on other people, there's a much greater likelihood that you're gonna stay with it. Like for me, right, uh, I figured this stuff out about 30, 25, 30 years ago, and I have to, you know, I have to have this, and I have to have that, and I have to have the six pack, and I have to be able to jump high and jump off of cliffs and climb ropes upside down, because if I'm anything short of that, well then what am I? I'm just a salesman. Mm -hmm. I'm a salesman selling snake oil. And everybody will stand around and say, see, I told you snake so. I, you know, when anybody sees me in person, I'm as lean or as ripped or as fit or as strong as I was when I made a P90X uh, almost 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. and, and so as, as, a, as, a, as the front man, obviously, for a product, uh, it's my obligation. But you don't have to be the front man or front woman for anything. But what you, you should be and you could be, which is the best part of it, if you've been overweight and you've been overwhelmed and people have seen you that way and then you're not and you're able to sustain that for a while, they start coming out of the woodwork. They want to know what you did and how you did it. And so you say, I did Power 90, I did Turbo Fire, I did, you know, um, uh, combat, what's the new one? Body combat. Body combat, Les Mills body, uh, whatever, you know, I mean, it could be any of those things. And then what you end up doing is, you're not, and this coaches do this to a certain degree, but anybody and everybody, regardless of who you are, whether you're a coach or otherwise, you begin to take on the role that I have, and that is to share this wealth of brand new information that has made your life great. And so you become, you know, you become, you call him a disciple, you become a, you know, um, uh, you know, you become somebody else's light. I know that sounds a little esoteric, but that's what I guess I am. You know, people look at me and go, you saved my life, you saved my life, you saved my life. When in reality, I didn't save anybody's life. Carl Deichler, our CEO, and John Congdon, our president, and everybody else that trickles down from there, along with me, 
came together to get people the real deal. You know, we gave them, you know, we created up, we created uh, Shakeology because there was a void. There was a bunch of sugary, crappy, half-baked, lame energy drinks and fake meal drinks that were mostly made out of stuff that wasn't really that good for you. And we said, let's put all the good stuff in. Let's put the good stuff in and sell it and see if people want it. And they apparently do. And same thing with P90X. We're going to create this thing that's really hard. Really hard. You've got to eat good. Who's going to buy that? People who want to have a better life. And so um, as we go into our second gear, you begin to understand that your purpose, your purpose in life is not to keep yourself looking fit and lean and all that so you can look good in the mirror every day. Your purpose is to share that. So it affects your family now. Hmm. And so it, think about the kids that grow up with a mother and or father that are overweight and eating crap. I mean, how do you think that? It's, it, it has such a direct laser beam effect on those children. Absolutely. Those children aren't as good in school. They're not even going to begin to you know, participate in athletics. Um, and they're going to suffer We're in areas they don't need to suffer. But when the parents make the shift, then the kids make the shift. Because kids just think parents, I mean, remember when you were a kid and you look up at your parents? You know, if your father started shooting pigeons in the backyard, you would think that's the coolest idea in the Absolutely. world. Because it's your parents, right? So shoot pigeons or do P90X. Those are your two options. Don't shoot pigeons. That's sweet. Please don't. You know, so, so, and now, right? You've had, now think about the people at work. I can't tell you how many people have done P90X or some other program and were big, 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 big forever and overweight and overwhelmed, not happy. And then all of a sudden, they should, you know, they, people saw the change. And so people at work, so what does that do to the people at work? It decreases um, their sick days because they're not doing what you're doing. It increases their creativity and pro productivity, right? So it really has a effect on how a family functions poorly or, or otherwise. It, it affects how a company functions poorly or, or better. Um, and, you know, people don't understand that when you're exercising, you know, we've talked about this before, norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, Brain-derived neurotropic factor. These are things that are released through the temporal lobe that allow your brain to solve problems, to think better, to, to sleep better, so that when you're sleeping, you're healing, and you get up the next morning, and you're fired up, and your immune system is now officially better, uh, and so you're not suffering from a lot of the ailments and problems and issues that your parents and grandparents might have suffered from. So it is, it is what we do, above and beyond creating Fountain of Youth products for people is what we do is we help improve individuals, we help improve families, we help improve companies. And so what happens when you start helping a company? I know this sounds strange, is that when, when everybody within an organization is healthy and eating right, there's a greater likelihood that the company will grow. So let me think about it. You, you don't need a bunch of people with MB, uh, you know, MBAs. You know, obviously you need smart folks at the top. But if even, even the study after study has shown, the Harvard Business Review did a study about companies where from the top down, if the CEO and the president everybody else said, you need to eat better, you need to exercise more, our healthcare costs are through the roof and our productivity levels are down. And oh, by the way, when you exercise and eat right, healthcare costs go down, productivity goes up. That affects, and what if an organization has as many as us? What do we have, 800 people? Mm -hmm. We have 800 people. What if 800 people were just selling, you know, injector sprues for nuclear reactors? Uh, you know, and nobody cared about health and wellness. Well, then maybe the nuclear uh, waste industry would diminish. That wouldn't be so bad. But what we do is we sell health and wellness. And so it's our obligation to get in this space and get in this room and move and begin to eat better and find, find solutions through Shakeology and healthy eating. So you've got individual, 
right? You're taking care of business. You're sharing that with your family, all right? Now the family's starting to get it, right? So your kids are better at school. You, you, your wife and you are getting along a little bit better. You know, you're, you're, you know I mean, think about yeah. it. When, when a couple wants to go kayaking or ski or mountain bike with their kids, you, you are now having experiences that you couldn't have before. And when you have experiences, you have stories to tell. When you have stories to tell, you have a life to live, you know? And so it's true. next is your company that you work for. You know, you can't shove this stuff down people's throats, but you know, when, when, and you can't walk, you know, lead a horse to water, but if you're, if you are infinitely filled with more joy, more happiness, more productive, less sick, um, and have a greater sense of adventure, then people want to, you know, want Jump a piece, on. piece yeah. of that. And so then you move past your company and then you work into the community. Think of how many people uh, who've done one of our programs have started fit clubs. Before P90X or anything we ever created, they didn't even know what a fit club was. They thought somebody was mispronouncing Fight Club or a movie with Brad Pitt. <laughs> but, but it's not that. It's really, a so a fit club is an individual, maybe a coach who wants to build their coaching business, but their number one priority, stalkers, number one priority is, is, is A, forcing themselves to be consistent, which is obviously part of the puzzle, and sharing that with more people. Individual, family, um, business, community, and what happens, what, and so it just grows. It just grows and grows and grows. So just imagine, you know, here I am. Um, I'm like John Lennon, everybody hold hands. What if we all, what if more and more people, with every individual, with every family, with every company, with every town, with every county of people who begin to get it, how that affects all of us? Mm -hmm. It affects our employment rates. You know, because what's happening with, with employment for right now? Oh, the employment rate will never go so, so, because A, obviously they're shipping jobs somewhere else, yes. and automation, anybody saw 60 Minutes. I mean, you know, there's a robot for everything now. So, so um, but there's a whole lot of industries right now that are suffering. They, they're dying for employees, but they're hard to find. And, and not because, um, you know, uh, uh, there aren't enough people who are out of work. It's because a lot of folks just don't want to put the time and energy into, uh, changing gears. Think about the people who had really miserable jobs and got really fit and became awesome coaches. Mm -hmm. Think about that process. They went from not knowing about being a coach at all and being very overweight and very unhappy and, and within, a, within a, uh, an income range that was make, so they could barely get by, barely pay the bills, driving a crappy car, living in a, you know, a, a crummy neighborhood, you know, the whole nine yards. They bought a product off an infomercial, got really fit, learned about the coaching opportunity, and now they make four, five, six, seven, ten times more money than they ever made. They're, they're driving nice cars, they're in, they're in beautiful homes, and then they pass that on. I mean, that's what the coaching opportunity is. And so that can happen, you know, whether you're a coach or not. And that's what this thing holds, that's what the big picture is. The big picture is not about your six pack, it's not about your calf size, it's not about how many pounds you're gonna lose in the first week of P90X, it's not what your lactate threshold zone should be during, you know, Kempo. I mean, those things are important things to know, but I think if you get caught up in the wrong kinds of numbers, you get caught up in the muck and mire of things that don't really, you know, mean as much, yeah. at least to me, as, as, as I think they should. So, uh, that's what the big picture is. Get your act together, eat well, exercise regularly, <clears throat> lose the weight, start having more adventure in your life, start having more experiences in your life, and see how that, if they, see how that, always keep that in the back of your mind about how that affects other people in your life. Because you are different, you are happier, you have, you are, you are, you're more easygoing, you know, except for me. I'm completely insane and uptight, but that's just me. I've always been that way. Just uh, insane. Just really insane. Okay. Um, somebody wants to know, how does this apply directly to the individual who's eating right and exercising? How does the big picture apply? How does the big picture apply to an individual? 
Well, you know, it, it, it might or might not right away. I mean, you know, that's the great thing about being a coach. If you're a coach or you're P90X certified, you're now, you now have a, you have a job that forces you to, to find people who need your help. But if you're somebody who's just a secretary who's eating right and exercising, um, the only thing you really have is the opportunity to talk about it when people ask. You know, because the worst kind of advice to give is the kind that's never been asked for in the first place. So you can have the greatest idea in the world. You can have just you know, the most life-saving thing in the world. But if people don't come to you and ask for it, the chances are, you know, because you could have the greatest intentions. I'm here to help you. You're really struggling. But they're going to look, look at you with resentment because they didn't come to you in the first place for your help. Mm -hmm. So uh, th that, I mean, if you're a coach or you're certified, then you know you have even more information about how how to help more people but if you're not it's just kind of living by example yep yeah um, how does this apply to the rest of someone's life so they've got the exercise down they I mean how can they take the big picture into their job every day into their home every day well you know it'll certainly uh, certainly affect the first thing that comes to mind I think the first thing that'll affect is your your willingness to try things that you've never tried before hmm. <clears throat> you know, I know an individual, some of you have heard me told this story where somebody did the program and um, um, when they were a kid they used to like to ride bikes and they got overweight and they weren't really eating well and so riding a bike was kind of tiresome for them. And uh, then they did the program, got really fit, started, went back to a bike shop and said, I'm going to go buy myself a bike because now I feel like I can do, where you know, like, I couldn't ride a bike, couldn't do anything, now I've done P90X and I want to, I have this desire again. Anyway, cut to that person uh, worked in the bike shop because they wanted to work in the bike shop on Saturdays because they just love bikes and tinkering and all that kind of thing. And five years later, they, they um, managed it. Hmm. So before they had a miserable, miserable job and they were overweight, and now they run a bike shop and they're happy. And as they, love they love it. They love it. That's awesome. And that's just one story. A lot like them, so. What is the genesis of this particular idea? How did you come up with this? I, the genesis is, I think too many people focus on the wrong things. And, and, and what I'm trying to do is get people to succeed long term. You know, this is the lifestyle thing. And, and, and when you think about the percentage of people who live this way, it's very minute. And, and the reason why it's so small is because a lot of people have crappy purposes. They don't, their reasons why suck. And their reasons why are too, too um, ego-driven. You know, it's too much about numbers on the scale, numbers on the waist. And as a company, Beachbody, we have to use those numbers to, to show people that the products work. Yep. But you as individuals who do the program, you talk about those numbers, yes, but you also talk about, you know, the more authentic you that you've created as a result of doing these things. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. And so that's, that's where this comes from. And I want you to be able to, I want more and more people in our community to understand that and experience that and see that this very short ride of ours is a blast. It's a blast when it doesn't have to be this miserable, arduous, painful, depressing, moody horror show, which I think a lot of people suffer from, and they don't have to. You know, I mean, I look at my schedule right now, and people say, well, you're so busy, how are you going to add that in? Because I'm freaking fit, and I sleep like a rock, and I eat like a king. So pile it up. I mean, I, you know, I'm not always, yay, guy. I mean, I have moments where I'm a little bit, you know, yes, tired. You I come in yes, in the morning in the test group, and all right, everybody, let's go, let's stretch, come on. But whatever, you know, I mean, I don't, before when I was, and I was never fat, I was never big, I was out you of shape. You were scrawny, I was right? scrawny and pudgy. I was known in the, in the industry, skinny fat. I was a skinny fat mm. guy. I went and had my fat measured one time before I really started exercising, and it was like 23%. And no. I weighed, I, 23%. And I weighed 
157 pounds. Oh my gosh. Because he's probably 8%? I'm 8 or 9, 8 or yeah. 9, and now I weigh about 177, give or take. Wow. And so you could just go to show you how, how bad off I was. But I was no man. No man. So what happens when you start exercising? You go from no man to yes man. So you have to, that, that's basically, I mean, that's part of the big picture. People who can't do stuff say no. People who don't eat right say no. People who are depressed say no. People who don't sleep well say no. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're gonna go do this cool, fun thing that everybody's been doing. No, because you look at yourself and you look how you, and you, and you get a sense of how you feel and of course your answer is no. Why would I want to embarrass myself and be in a situation where I can't do something or enjoy something? I don't care if it's even, you know, going to an event where you sit on your butt. I mean, people who aren't, aren't exercising don't have the brain chemistry to want to say yes. And so when you exercise and eat right, you just say yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll do that, because look at me. Look at what I can do. I can jump through the roof. I'm doing P90X. I can do a bunch of pull-ups and push-ups. I'll go kayak. I'll go ski. I'll go take swing dance classes. I'll try insanity next. Whatever. I'm insane. Let's do it. Right? It's all good. And that, and that really is, you go from no man or no woman to yes man yes woman. And then you start gathering these amazing experiences. Think about the people who, who had heard of friends who had gone to this thing called the summit. Bunch of freaking freaks, P90X, you know, or these beach body cult freaks, right? You know, I mean, think about the, how many out there, before you even knew what it was, and before you were a coach, before you even took one of our, you know, used one of our products, thought those people were nuts, and now you're one of those nutty people. Because there's a gathering of fired up folks. You're not going to a cigarette convention. You're not going to a, you know, on a, on a how to shoot pigeons in your backyard convention. You're going to an, oh wow, look at how I can be more awesome convention. That's what the summit is. That's what Beachbody is. That's what we do. I mean, you know, I and mean, we're only one company. I wish somebody else would step up, but then again, I, I like not having competition. That's kind of fun. I mean, a lot of other companies are selling machines. They're selling um, gadgets. gadgets and they're selling um, uh, crappy food that has low calories so you can lose weight later, you know. And that's, mm -hmm. that's just sad, you know. And, and they, what those, those companies, what do they care about? They got people who come in who are pretty bright, who come to have some ideas. <clears throat> Everybody makes a buck and then the thing goes to hell in a handcart. And, uh, and then they pretend that never happened and then they create another new fake, stupid, unauthentic, lame thing. Look at P90X. The new P90, the P90X is what, nine years old? And here it is, January? And we're spending a lot of money again on media. Why? Because people are buying it still. Mm -hmm. Still buying P90X in, you know, large quantities. Because it works. Uh, yeah. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Bomb through some of these. Um, Don't ask me how to shape your calf question, or I will come over there <laughs> to your house. I've got I've, snap your calf in half. I've got one close. You ready? Don't even go there. Okay. All right, go there. I just want to see you get angry. No. Oh. I struggle with losing belly fat. Oh boy. How can I expedite losing it during the next sixty days of ten-minute trainer? Breathing. <sighs> well, you know, um, look, still not a horrible question. People have belly fat; they don't want it. So you push really hard, you eat really well, and you don't cheat with your food. Your belly fat is there because you put a bunch of lame crap in your gob for a bunch of years, and you didn't move your body. So um, one of the things that you and I have talked about, well, we're developing another program, and one of the things that we're talking about right now is um, it's not what you do, 
It's how you do it. It's, I mean, you could do any one of our programs, 10-minute trainer, power half hour, anything. But if you do it with a certain level of tenacity, while at the same time maintaining really good form, so it's intensity and it's good form. These two things need to happen. And it doesn't mean so intense that your form goes bad, all right? So those two things have to happen at the same time. And if you're just starting out, you can have pretty good form, but your intensity is not going to be very high because you're not able to move and groove and squat and jump and lift and pull at the rate that somebody who's really fit can, right? So it's always about that. It's always about looking at the screen and listening to those cues from one of the trainers and trying to just copy what they're doing. And I've noticed over the course of the last bunch of years, a lot of folks don't translate what they see well. It's true. Right? And, and so they're not taking advantage of, of a particular move or exercise to the degree in which they could. So the tip of the day here, other than the big picture, is, is it's not what you do, it is how you do it. So whether, you're, whether it's throwing a punch or kicking or, or doing a push-up and making sure that your core is engaged, all these things really matter. And, and you know, at the same time, the other end of the other half of the coin is, you know, don't beat yourself up if it's not perfect. And what I mean, I was talking to Denny about this today. He says, well, that seems different than your other theme, which is, you know, don't be attached to the outcome, just show up, doesn't matter. And so, yeah, what I'm saying there is, that's more of an intensity variable mm -hmm. than it is a, a, a form uh, piece of the equation. So, um, and, and that's how you improve, because there's a lot of people who just fling their arms and they got the sway back and the butt rise and the push-ups and their hands are in the wrong place. I mean, I will be in a room f full of people Every, dead silent, and I'll say, palms up, palms up, palms up, whatever the exercise, palms up, and I'll look around, and eight people have their palms down. I don't even know what I'm, and then I'll go up to them, and I'll look at them, and they'll be, palms, palms up, up, palms up, palms up, palms up, palms up, palms up. <laughs> so, you know, um, really successful people in all aspects of their life are paying attention, right? So if 80% of life is showing up, the other 20% has to be, must be, absolutely guaranteed if you want success, is paying attention to what's going on. What are you seeing? What are you hearing? Are you interpreting it properly? Are you interpreting it based on your prejudices? Right? You and McGregor, who I've trained, I'm not dropping names, or am I? He's a client of mine. The reason why he's such a successful actor, the reason why he's in movie after movie after movie, the reason why he's so good at what he does, from train, train spotting to, you know, Moulin Rouge, is because when he talk, when you're talking to him, he looks at you as if every word that comes out of your mouth are the most critical, important, he interprets every, he just like a laser beam. I looked at him, I was like, holy crap, is he you're looking intense, at me? You're intense, dude, you're intense. I think either, either he's listening or he's in love. I'm not sure which of those two things. It's you, it could be either. Yeah, really, but he's really. married with a couple of kids, it's, so. It doesn't matter. Not that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's really it. I mean, are you, are you present enough? Are you, are you aware enough? Are you, are you willing to open up your mind to concepts that are different to the ones that you've been attached to for so long. You've got to let go of the old. You've got to kill the old routine and be open to things that are fresh and, and new and understand that working on your weaknesses, being a little bit uncomfortable, you know, outside of your comfort zone, are, are the keys. And then that, that comfort zone changes. For example, I'm working with some folks now and um, some of them have just the lowest pain threshold in the world. They're just, they're lifting three pound dumbbells and you'd think they're being 
beaten with a freaking hammer. I mean, oh my Ice god, pick. it burns so much! I'm thinking, holy cow, how do you want, how do you even, they're like human gelatin cube people, you know? But that will change, you know? And, in, and those are the folks that get left behind because they haven't had proper coaching, they haven't had proper trainers, they haven't had good mentors in their life, and they've had some yahoos been pitching them garbage just to make a buck. And, and now we're, you know, we're forcing people to, you know, learn what it really takes to go to the next level. Next question. Next. Uh, what is the best way to get perfect form? Should someone get a mirror? Yeah, a mirror helps. A mirror helps because, you know, you could be looking at the screen and thinking you're doing all right, but if you don't have a mirror, then, then it's much more difficult. I've even seen myself sometimes and gone, oh, wow. Wow. That's I talk awesome. about getting back, chest up, eyes forward, and I'm not doing it. You know, so, and most people don't have a mirror in their living room, you know, between their, somewhere near their TV and their couch. But you get those little stand-up ones sometimes. Ikea, um, 10 bucks. Yeah, that's a great, great, really great question. Cheap. You know, a lot of our, our test groups here in this space do really well because we've got mirrors all around the room. And so, uh, they can look up at the screen. We've got how many TVs in here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven televisions to look at. And what's cool is if you're in that corner, you got a television to your right and one to your left. So if you're like, you know, if you're in some kind of a yoga twisty move, you can you don't have to go like that to see it. You can look right over to one of these TVs. So we have a bit of an advantage here, obviously, and you might not have mm -hmm. that. So, um, um, you know, the other thing too is Carl seems to think I'm a pretty good at cueing, and it's not as much of a visual experience doing one of my workouts as it is one where you're here. Mm -hmm. You know, when I tell you to put your hands down and spread your fingers and make sure your index fingers are parallel then that's pretty easy to figure out what that is. But I still see people out here, fingers what? together, arms out. I mean, you know, oh. Um, and then everybody has a different starting point. You know, some people just pick things up right away and some just take forever. I'm somebody who takes a long time to figure things out. I got a finger ladder in my, at my house. You know, you can only climb this thing on your fingertips. And the first one's eight feet high and then it goes up from there all the way to the top of the roof of the house. And, uh, and I saw a, a video online of a gal just going up and down the thing, and I thought, all right, I'm, oh, that's not a big thing. She looks like she's having a good time. And I got on there for, what, 12 seconds? First rung. <laughs> okay, so I could have quit, but I, no, I'm not going to quit. Now I'm, up, I'm not able to go up. It's five rungs, so it's one, two, three, four, up and down. I'm able to go up and down twice. And my hand grip is just, go ahead, I will crush. I'm good, I'm Give good. Give me the hand. No. No, and there goes my computer. Yeah. Sorry, we have no more questions oh. because Tony ate my computer. It's fun, you know, so, so that's, that's part of it. Focusing on your form, knowing that you're not going to be great at first, and keep coming back over and over and over and over again. Awesome. Um, we have a lot of questions and we have 15 minutes, so can we do a little speedy? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I went on, didn't I? Can we speedy round a little? Speed it up! Speed it on. From Valerie, I would like to know suggestions on how to do push-ups with wrist issues. I have carpal Power stance. Where is one? He will return momentarily. Da-da-da-da-da-dun! Power stance with warning. So here, warning, warning, Will Robinson. Do not, oh. so, so look at this, see? So, uh, push-up stands in the world suck because they're made of metal and they're rickety and they hurt your hands and they roll over and they're horrible. So what I did was I created a round base. Round bases don't move. I created a rubber bottom that's really tacky and sticky, right? So hard, I'm talking super hard rock plastic. Also, as you can see, it's tilted. So it's tilted for a reason because the downside goes where your index finger and thumb are. So you're like that. So when you're here, 
You see how the wrist is not, mm -hmm, right? Sweet. So wh when you're on the ground, look at the wrist freaking. They got the wrist freak. Wrist freak is gone. Freak. Now, also, I put on a super wide, lovely, mm, really super durable rubber handle. So it's padded, it's tilted, it's flat, it's easy. Go to beachbody.com and buy this. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. Beachbody.com. It's even got my signature on it. From Kaylin. In all of the P90X videos, the women don't use anything more than 10 pounds. I find myself often using 12 or 15 pounds. Is there a reason women shouldn't lift more weight? No, you know, I mean, that's, that, I, I'm a little surprised that we didn't have gals lifting heavier weights. I, 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 think, uh, I think partly the reason why was we wanted to make sure that everybody had pretty good form in, in the videos. Tracy Morrow does 35 pounds with lawnmowers. She's this big. So what do you do? Tiny. You do like 25s or 30s? Usually. Yeah. So, so, you know, I mean, I've tried to, tried to um, explain this a trillion times, but men typically have about 40 times more testosterone than women, so we're naturally set up to build more muscle mass. So um, that's why men automatically gravitate to resistance exercises and weight training, because we're good at that. Oddly enough, women uh, uh, gravitate toward cardiovascular exercise, partly because um, uh, a lot of programs are set up that way, and women the are under media the uh, fed us that uh, media. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The media fed us the concept that if women did more cardio, they would lose weight, and blah blah blah. And you will, and it does, but in conjunction with with diet. But the the facts are now. The truth is, the future of fitness shows that when gals suffer, and you have to, you suffer so much more than guys. And I apologize. Blame God on this one. He didn't give you enough testosterone to do a lot of the a lot of the resistance, the pull-ups, the push-ups, and the weight training. Um, but when you fight the good fight and go from three pounds to five pounds to eight pounds to, to ten to twelve to fifteen and beyond, you'll you'll discover that your body will change and it'll change more rapidly, and it'll give you the kind of body that you've always wanted and maybe the kind of body you've never had in the past because a body that trains with weights and does resistance looks completely different than one that only does cardiovascular exercises. And so here's the other beautiful thing about weight training and lifting weights. When you do cardio for whatever, 40 minutes, um, how long are the benefits typically beyond the 40 minutes? A little over an hour. A little over an hour. So you're burning calories during, and then there's that sort of metabolism that occurs. Blah, blah, an hour, hour, hour and a half, depending so, on. But when you do weight training and you're breaking down muscle tissue, whether it be in your bicep or your wherever your glutes, your legs, how long does that last typically? About 24 hours. About 24 hours. So do you want to do an exercise that lasts for about an hour after you're done, or do you want to do exercises that last for 23 hours after you're done? That soreness that you feel from resistance exercise is your body getting better, hmm. your muscles getting stronger. Everybody knows that muscle weighs more than fat. This is your muscle. This is the crap you're trying to get rid of. You'll get rid of this through cardio, but you'll also shrink your body, change the shape at a much, ra a much more rapid pace if you do resistance exercises. So up the weights. Ladies, when you get up to 15 reps, you, and it's, you can still do number 16, 17, 18, 19, then you've picked the wrong weight. You've picked the wrong weight. Pick one three to five pounds heavier, and then start to get down in that 10, 11, 12 range. Your reps, 10, 11, and 12, should be hard. Give me a, give me a, a how, you're, how you would look 
while doing bicep. Go ahead, you can stand. You're gonna now mime. Miming. Miming. Show us, okay, here we go. This is Stephanie Saunders, understanding the importance of weight training. She's going to mime what her first three repetitions will look like based on the perfect weight that she's chosen. First three. Yep. Bicep curls is what Bicep she Bicep curls. Okay. Go on. Good. What do your last three look like? Yeah. Yeah. Then you throw them down, you kick your dog, and then you make spaghetti. I have no idea what that meant. Don't, 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 don't kick do the dog. Don't, don't, no, not the dog. No. Make spaghetti, sure. Don't kick your Actually, dog. Actually, don't make spaghetti either. Yeah, well, gluten, Whole wheat gluten free is yeah. fine. Okay. Whole wheat even, I'd be a little weary. Gluten free? Gluten free. Oh, got rice pasta. Rice pasta. I had it last night. So good. Al dente, forget about it. Forget about it. Changing the world. Next question. We got 12 minutes. Um, on day 17, a power 90, unable to do the jump jacks, jumping jacks, in the sweat video. Should I switch to sweat and sculpt 3-4 on day 45, or switch on day 30? What? So you have the two, two different workouts. Sure. She's still unable to do jumping jacks. So, so should she stick to the one she's in, or move on? Do, you no, know, it doesn't matter. Do mar march in place. Don't, don't feel like you have to do everything you see. Don't, you don't. Do another exercise where you're moving and it's not hurting you, or it's doable. You know, so there are so many people who've done, you know, P90X even, and literally couldn't do half the exercises, but they marched in place. Somebody was crunching, they were marching in place. Somebody was punching, they were marching in place. Somebody was doing push-ups, they were marching in place. Somebody was doing pull-ups, they were marching in place. But three months from now, or whatever, two months from now, there's less marching and more doing of the exercises that you see. So don't feel like, forget about perfectionism. Perfectionism will destroy your, your ability to finish. It will. Hmm. And I will tell you this much. There are stories after story after story of people who've been in one of my test groups. And you know, I'm, I'm being, this is for, partly for humor. First week, lame. Second week, lame. Third week, lame. Fourth week, lame. Fifth week, still lame. Sixth week, lame. Seventh week, lame. What are you doing here? I mean, people going like, why are you here? Because you're lame. Seventh week, lame. Eighth week, whoa. Oh, look what at happened? look at so and so. What happened? So and so's all of a sudden, and you know what? All all he or she did was to show up. Lame, 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 lame. Couldn't, 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 couldn't. Could. Presently struggled with. Presently struggled with. You, you know what I mean? So, the good fight has nothing to do with your expectations about how it should go. The big picture is showing up showing up, right? And then also, um, how are you doing the exercise? And if you can't do an exercise, you find another version. Uh, a modified version or something completely easier. Boom. Awesome. Uh, from Ronald. How long do you have to practice? McDonald? Ronald McDonald's finally converted. He's off the friggin' burgers and fries and shake and apple pies, and he's come on board. Yes, Ronald, you're a good man. Tell McDonald and his 99 billion served that they're friggin' idiots. This is actually Ronald Gillespie. Oh, oh close. Oh, oh, all right, all right. Um, how long do you, Tony, personally, have to practice new moves before you feel comfortable enough recording them for a DVD? Wow, wow. For instance, you would like to know about X2. How long did it take you to get good at four ball push-ups? Um, four ball push-ups push took possibles? me, I would say four ball push-ups push took me over the course of mm, three weeks to a month. Impossibles? Oh, I'm not on, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not done with four ball. Three weeks to a month. Um, two dozen attempts, 
24, 24 times. Eh, no, 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 stupid exercise. No, I'm, taking, I'm not gonna put this in. Uh, uh, I'm not good enough to put this in. Uh, oh, look, I'm getting pretty good. That took like three or four weeks. Impossibles, impossibles longer. Levers, four months. Wow. Four months. Really? Four months, twice a week, four bad. months. I can't do it, I can't, I can't, I can't. One, oh, you know, so, so, um, and here's the cool thing about what I do, which is I think different than other trainers, is a lot of my stuff is skill-based athletic movements that take multiple, <laughs> multiple, 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 multiple attempts to get one rep that's not ugly. Mm -hmm. And so what that does is it teaches the brain and the, the mind and, and the body um, several things. You know, we're talk we talked about the kinetic chain and, and P90X2. You start to align body parts. You, you improve your agility, you improve your balance, you improve your range of motion, you improve your athleticism, and you, you improve your body's ability to do really cool things that it couldn't do before. So you think about a lot of other, a lot of other products are, you know, nothing against Body Beast, but Body Beast is a pro product that is designed to give your body a look, all right? It does not, it's not designed to give your body the ability to do cool things. I mean, you'll be able to do some, you'll be able to move things out of the way, right? But P90X and P90X2 and everything else I've done allows you to be able to be better at, at athletic things. And so look at athletes who can do really cool things. They have really, really good bodies, typically. Swimmers, good bodies. Basketball players, not, you know, not a whole lot of big guys there. Uh, track athletes, really good. You know, most, uh, except for linemen maybe, but, but uh, most football players, ridiculous, right? So, and they're doing agility drills and they're doing balance work and they're doing a lot of flexibility stuff. Did anybody, I don't know if anybody saw the article in um, the Wall Street Journal, which I was quoted in. Called um, you're important. About, well, they just called me up. I couldn't turn them down. And uh, about the 49ers. And the 49ers injury rate is the lowest in the NFL as a result of their extensive stretching program where the New England Patriots have the highest injury rate as a result of their lack of one. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So there you go, yoga haters, get busy. Because what does flexibility in yoga do? It makes you uh, less vulnerable to injury and more durable when you're doing stuff that where the body is moving in extremes all the time. We have five minutes for speed rounding. I have super speed. six minutes. Okay, super speed, ready? Go. <clears throat> Friday. 12, underwear. Okay, there's three. From Cody, I don't have med balls, but I have basketballs. Do you have any tips on how to do the balance moves on non-med balls? For example, the impossible possible and four ball Sure, balls. yeah, just make sure they're blown up good. You don't want them all squishy. Next. Great. Uh, go buy med balls. Just go buy them. I would like to ask Tony what program he'd recommend for someone who is finishing power 90, but still has 70 pounds to lose. Lose. Would the Master Series or P90X be appropriate, Slim and Six, or something else? Master Series is pretty good, but Jeremy Yost lost 180 pounds doing P90X, and that's where he started. Uh, Richard Neal lost over 200 pounds, and he started with P90X. So you can do one of two things. A, do Power 90 again, or get on P90X and be okay with the fact that 50% of the moves you won't be able to do, at least not until maybe the halfway through the second month. Do that. Chad would like to say, hi, Tony. Hi, I lost Chad. 75 pounds with X and You're X2. And X2 I just completed last week. I'm yeah. trying to gain mass back while keeping my body fat as low as I can. Any suggestions for the X-X2 hybrid? Here's the thing for people who want to build mass. Why? And how long do you think you're going to sustain it? Right? I mean, once you build mass, 
Are you gonna just keep doing that until you're what, 50, 60, 70 years old? What is the purpose of changing your genetics? I'm always curious about that. I mean, you know, what is the, I, I mean, you know, not here to, but building mass is a lot of work. You gotta take in about 4,000 calories a day and you have to pump a bunch of iron. You gotta keep a whole bunch of weights in the house and you have to keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And if you're not doing your flexibility and you're not doing your yoga, your joints are eventually gonna go, the hell with you, bucko. So. You're either an ectomorph, a mesomorph, or an endomorph, and if you're an ectomorph like me, you're just gonna be, you know, lean. But you've said you've lost a bunch of weight. I mean, if you're single and you're trying to meet chicks, you know, and you think mass is a way to meet your girl, well, I hope you've got a nice personality too, because eventually they don't give a damn about how nope, you look. They don't. They care about your sense of humor and your willingness to go do cool things with them and occasionally do the dishes and make the bed. They don't care about your friggin' arms, all right? They don't. No, you might think you're right. so. They don't. We don't. They, we don't, don't, care. they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. They like nice dinners, yeah, all right? And they like you being nice to them, like a lot. That's what sells. You could have a belly out to here. Who gives a damn, all right? Uh, it really Kindness. comes down. Oh, so yeah. your massness, if you're building your mass, you to ask yourself this one question. Do I want this mass for five consecutive years in a row? And what am I doing with my mass? Why? How about be better, be more athletic? Freaking go do jump off a clip, boom, backflips, handstands, things that are that are that, that are athletic. That's where you should go. Charlie, if you were a really <clears throat> big guy, is it okay to use a slightly larger medicine ball in the one-legged burpees? His hands overlap on the eight-pounder. Oh, as big a medicine ball as you want. Get a 12er, 15er, whatever. Yeah, don't worry about the size of med ball. It's no. fine. Whatever your hands fit on, rock and roll. Uh, I work out in the mornings and run out of time to do ab ripper, so I do it at night. This is Eric, by the way. Um, I know I could get up earlier, but as long as I'm doing them, is there any drawback to None. splitting them? None. Zero. Do it. Doesn't matter. You have to, you have to exercise <laughs> based on your schedule. Some of my workouts are in the morning, some are at night, because that's just life. Rock on. Sophia would like to know how the plus size can do the program without killing themselves. The what, P90X? I'm assuming. Uh, how, who won? Who won? What was the girl who won uh, this year? P90X, our $100,000 winner. Anybody in the room remember her name? Kathy. McDonald's. Kathy McDonald. How much did Kathy McDonald start before she weighed before she started? Anyone? Come on, nice. Bueller. Kathy McDonald lost 120 pounds. She lost 50 pounds her first, her first 90 days. She just kept doing it. Uh, the answer is yes. Um, B-Cat B Channel, Kathy McDonald. Kathy, Kathy. Uh, Dwight, how do you stay motivated? Um, not exercising and not eating right makes me want to kill myself. Me too. Boom. Me too. The, the thought of else. doing nothing gives me nothing. Every time I say no, I get zero, and I don't choose oh, that gee. ever. I don't choose it. I don't choose that the way that makes me look. I don't choose the way that makes me feel. I don't choose the way that makes me sleep. I don't choose the way that makes me want to do anything ever on the history of this earth. Working hard, being uncomfortable, kicking some ass, uh, that's what motivates me. My aging clock slows down. My immune system improves. My strength gets better. My flexibility increases. My immune system, stronger. My cognition, better. My attitude, awesome. My happiness, lots. Not doing anything gives me the opposite of those things, and those other, the opposite of those things makes me want to. 
Not, that's a little extreme. Sure. Makes uh, me sad, makes me depressed, uh, makes me lame. Uh, I don't want to be lame. Adam would like to know, is it still okay to lift when my arms are sore? No. Like bad sore? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, if you look at all my programs, it goes like this. We got your lower, you got your upper. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? And typically, I mean, obviously some days we hit both. But, but uh, other programs, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know what I mean? So you got to give one part of the body to relax while the other part's kicking butt, you know? And if you torn a bicep tendon like I did or you hurt your knee, then you look at the other appendages and you go, they're still working. So I don't want to hear about any of your injuries causing you, you know, there's no such thing as zero. There are guys and, and gals at Walter Reed Army Hospital who are missing limbs that are finding ways to exercise. So I don't want to hear about your injuries. If you can't use your legs, then sit on your ass and do some bicep curls, some military presses, and, and push-ups on your knees, okay? So. In your opinion, from Tim, what is your best time to bring a protein shake? Oh, best time for a protein shake. Not right before you uh, do your workout. Um, what would you be your answer on that one? That's always been the $64,000 question. It changes, the research changes constantly. It's either to fuel you before, you know, an hour before, or whatever. Or, or to feed you afterwards. afterwards. I don't know that anybody has the right answer on I'll tell that. you this, here's what I do. When I'm, when I'm famished and I've got... Uh, got a special delivery from Steve Edwards. Oh, what's this? Trained the Patriots, their injury rates were lowest in the NFL. When uh, Marcus Elliott trained, but after what happened at, well, you saw the article in the, in the uh, yes, Wall Street Journal. When Marcus Elliott from P3 trained the, the Patriots, but then they got away from smart stuff and they started doing stupid, stupid stuff. But thank God they have Tom Brady. That's all I got to say. Um, or who knows if they'd even be in the playoffs right now. But I know that the 49ers are for the first time in a long since what, 19, it's been a million. So. Um, we, we have a 10-minute trainer success story. Oh. You ready? Yeah. Put it up. Uh, Carol got started with 10-minute trainer last summer. Not sure what kind of results she could expect. After struggling with feelings of self-doubt, her Beachbody coach helped her get started on her journey, and to date, she has lost 42 pounds. <laughs> Woo-hoo! You're reading that funny. For Carol's full story. 42 pounds! That's awesome. For Boy. Carol's full story, visit BeachbodySuccessStories.com. Success stories? Success stories. <laughs> nice. We've been oh, working one, many one, hours One more today. question. One more. Last question. Because I'm going to be here till 6 o'clock. I can't go I anywhere. like this one. From Donna. Is there a mobile app for P90X? Is, oh, Donna, do you, not do know you this? live on the dark side of the moon under a rock buried at the core? Of course, there's a mobile app for P90X, and it's the number one selling fitness app in the world. world? Yeah. Hmm. Pretty cool for us. Thank you for attending our chat today. We hope you found this information and Tony extremely useful. Nah. Follow P90X and Tony Horton on Facebook and join us for our next chat with Tony Monday, February 18th at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have a lovely week. Yay. The big <laughs> <laughs> picture. Think there, go there, be there, and you will have all you want in the world. If you think about your calves and the size of your forearms you, and your mass, you'll have a slightly different <laughs> experience. experience. Thank Thanks, you. everybody. Stephanie Saunders! Stephanie Martin!
How do you get the body of a pro athlete? By training like one. Come on. P90X2. It's more muscle confusion, plus elite fitness training that will revolutionize your performance and totally blow your mind. Can you dig it? Breakthrough Sports Science in P90X2 builds on your results from P90X, so you go all the way from fit to agile, strong to powerful, quick to lightning fast. It looks like this when you're done.